everything's gonna be great. No, yeah, it is. Yeah. What's the matter? Huh? What's the matter? No, nothing. Why do you seem kind of like bummed out, kind of like, eh? No, I'm not really bummed. I'm just, it's just like, <sighs> I don't know. I feel like it's just been, no, I just think, no, it's been great. Like I, like I was saying, like things, um, like, have been falling into place in this very in this very like eerie almost like meant to be kind of yeah. way it's like all kinds of things it's been like one thing after another of just like these signs yeah. of like whoa like, like the like universe is telling us something together. and we're yeah. like we're doing the right thing because otherwise yeah. things wouldn't be coming together like they are right. you know exactly. so it's been great and That's I don't cool. have I don't have any doubts or any concerns but it's just been um I just think the closer we get to it's just been so much like work and anticipation yeah. and I feel like now that we're like three weeks away, yeah. like I'm just ready to just like let it like exhale and let it yeah. go. You awesome. know? Oh, thank you. That's so perfect. Sweet. This is for you whenever you're ready. Beautiful. Thank you so thank much. You. <laughs> you still have that birthmark? Of course you do. <laughs> no, I'm a different person. I'm an alien. Really you? Really you? <laughs> <laughs> let me see if you can get that. You're listening to Forces and Lovers, a podcast for those who are trying to live authentically in a society that consumes the spirit. We don't have answers, we have an impulse to share ourselves and to find you, the dreamers and seekers of the world who believe light overpowers darkness. You find anything while you were cleaning? Well, come here, let me show you all these journals that I was looking at. <sighs> okay. I found Oof. something particularly Choke. interesting. Choke on these words. Do you recognize this? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Do you recognize these papers? Yes. From what? Your work, your job. You worked at a restaurant. Yeah. A long time ago. And yeah. I would come in the restaurant and sit there and do nothing because I was bored out of my mind and probably didn't have a job. You were waiting for me to like get off of work. This was in 2007, so this was the first year that we were living together. That's what I said. I thought it was 2007. Yeah. So this was October 2007. This is... Shit, you just turned 20. No. No, I was 19. <coughs> you just... Christ. You were 20. Oh my God. Okay, read this one. Oh my God. Oh. Prospects for the new year are very muddled. Sorry, because I am, I don't know if I can say I learned anything of great world value. Everything I have discovered uh, has been of the most personal, important circle that will aid me in the deepest human senses that this miserable world <laughs> will take advantage of and strives a million lifetimes to deprive you of. My God. Um, I don't know what this is. Something of my battle, most of my battles were with myself and the woman I love beyond recognition. Love for me has ascended and keeps ascending to unknowable, incomparable places. I can't say she is 
a greater person than me or a better one, though I want to very much. You can't say that. I, I can, however, tell you she has been... Am I writing to you or to myself? To yourself. I can, however, tell you that she has been the most consistent, beautiful force in my life and another and another and another life. Huh. And we... We were thriving at the... We were thriving at the time of the crucifixion. We were hunting at the time of colonial settlement. We write letters for years during the French and English War. <laughs> I know it when I see her and I see it in us. Whoa. So what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I pray that we shall blossom intellectually, creatively, that you shall that you shall bless us, maybe to letters of God, that you shall bless us and allow us to change our corner of the world and help us discover where, how, and why we belong in it. My God. I will thank the gods every day for existence. I feel like I've earned that tattoo. The rainbow and, wim and women in love wait for me as well. <laughs> Those are the two books. I know, D.H. Lawrence. I expect it to be a riveting year. Really? <laughs> you await us, I hope, a long time from now. What the Wow. Fuck? So it was a letter to God, I guess. You await us. This is really scary. That's really scary. Well, I think a lot of I don't know who that guy is. That's like the Morrissey. I think you were just reading a lot of D.H. Lawrence. Yeah. But I think... And listening to a lot of Morrissey. I think I That's still... That's some dark shit. It's dark, but it's still you. It's still... I pray that we shall blossom world. intellectually, create, creatively, that you shall bless us and allow us to change our corner <clears throat> of the world and help us discover where, how, and why we belong in it. That's beautiful. Mm. Mm. I will thank the gods every day for existence. Mm. So I think it's interesting because this was like early 20s, right? It's just funny because even, and I'm not gonna talk about this with you, but even like writing my vows right now, you know, and I'm not going to ask you how far along you are on yours, okay. but even thinking about my vows okay. and, and, um, writing them, I know, I can't even imagine how different and kind of comical they would have sounded had I written them when I was this age. 21, 22. I think it would have sounded, I'm just saying, if we were married at that age, oh, I think our yeah. vows would have sound sounded like oh kind of, and it's a little like crazy. It's a little mad. I think I look at these things, like I was looking at some of these entries in mm -hmm. some of my old journals, and I just see like so much intensity. Do you, uh, do you want the bad news first or the good news? What's the, uh, what's, what's, uh, I, I think, uh, deliver it in whatever way feels. Okay. Yeah. That's, you're so diplomatic right now. The bad news is that we don't have 
any material for what the episode was really about. So we're going to delve into that segment right now, if that's okay. Sure. <laughs> I felt like a really 90s cheesy talk show host. It's, yeah. Like keep, keep Geraldo or something. Take it, take it from here. This whole idea of growth, this whole process of evolution for you personally, your your evolution into your adulthood throughout your 20s into where you are now in your in your early 30s um you know, how did these things manifest what pushed you to grow in the way that you felt you had to grow well my mother would would have said to me and or she did say to me so many times that she said you know why are you so hard on yourself you know you don't need to you're not supposed to have everything figured out. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, just give yourself a break. So I'm just, that's, that was the tone of my 20s. Um, oh. My mother weighed in on me with sort of the criticism of like, um, you know, you don't have to, she's like, you, where you are, in like, when the things that you are saying to me and the things that you're doing in your life, uh, like some people haven't arrived at those things. Right. Most people haven't arrived at those things until they're my age. And, you know, when she was telling me this when she was in her 50s. Yeah. And she said, you need to, you know, you're stressing yourself out unnecessarily. And you're trying to get answers to questions that you, you, you don't, it's inefficient. You don't need the answer now. Hmm. <laughs> and, and you might wish that you, that you relaxed when you when you finally when you do need it it'll be there for you Fuck. Um, and so i would say that you know in response to where you're going with that that was sort of yeah, the yeah. tone and 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 uh and i didn't listen you know i couldn't because it was just it was so it was i had to i had to i was i had to this is interesting right now these next this was in 2011 so how old was they 23. So 23. Right now, these next couple of years in my life are about battles. They will be about battling the weaknesses and flaws in my character. Laziness, procrastination, unproductivity. I will be more active and disciplined. I will work harder, read more, learn more. Oh my god. What are you trying to compensate for? What do you mean? This is a reoccurring theme in your I will 20s. continue to be a server, maybe bartender eventually. <laughs> I am going to use this extra money to increase my savings. This money will then be used to plan a month or more long trip, either on my own or with Jonathan. Well, this period on your own. This period of my life is about realizing my potential, opening up areas of myself that are locked, putting myself out of my comfort zone. This is about discovery and about truth. Damn, I made that shit happen. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. Opening up areas of myself that are locked. Shit. And a lot of a lot of it was encountering these blocks inside of myself that I didn't understand that they were there. Like, why do I get anxiety? Like, I'm such yeah. a calm person. Right. So, I get extreme anxiety. Uh, 
more and more every time that I have to move. And I am on the move. And my lifestyle and the things that I want to do with my life right. require that I'm on the move. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch other people that were that are great travelers and seem to do it with ease. And the lifestyle and the things that I'm passionate about sort of require that I have the the sort of ability to, to do that. But um, but I but I, but I'm so challenged by it. It really wreaked havoc in my ability to sort of keep up as a musician. You know, I'm not, I, 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 it hasn't gotten to a point where I look back on those memories fondly of being on the road. It was miserable for me. I felt very yeah. disconnected and very alone. And at every sort of step of the way, I was like, why am I doing this? This isn't when I wrote these things or I, or I did it because I needed to. It was so like it took me over and sometimes I wasn't even in the mood, but I just had to go and write them. I had to go and play the music whether I wanted to or not. And now I'm like a slave to them out here, mm-hmm. sort of trying to pedal them around or something like that. And that's such a negative. And, and I, and I annoyed myself with that, with that dialogue. It was like, it was, it was like at the same time, instantly get over yourself. You're so lucky that you can go around and yeah. be paid, do what you love to do. Just get, get, just like, good. You know, I just wanted to be um, okay with myself. And so my 20s were this time of like being like, what the fuck is like, why uh, can't I seem to reconcile this optimism and this enthusiasm and positivity that is natural to me, is innate to me and and, and fostered by my mother who has the same kind of uh, uh, optimism, I would say. Mm. Um how come I couldn't exercise it in the very thing that brings me the some the greatest release, and in and in pursuing music? Why do I have this? Why do I feel better and feel more sane, and I don't feel like my chest is so tight when I go hide somewhere and clean people's toilets, and do mm. you know do work while I'll be unseen? The need to be unseen in my twenties was another really, really really important thing and it went directly against what everybody around me was saying Ooh. what is it read it i guess things were rocky when we moved read in. It. <laughs> wait is this the next day wait a minute we're home we're home july 21st this was july 23rd so we've been there for <laughs> two days what is it <clears throat> normally when a person works incredibly hard to achieve something and invest so much energy and life into something. When they finally attain that thing, they are engulfed in happiness. Oh. Is this how I feel? Oh my. Now that we have this place, the place I've spent centuries dreaming about and oh. obsessing and obsessing obsessively planned for. No. Capital N. <laughs> Maybe I'm too overwhelmed to reach that level of bliss just yet. I do love this place, though. The way I feel entirely about this whole thing is still too hidden and too puzzling to figure out. Jonathan's next to me, of course. <laughs> I guess from now on, he will be next to me just about every time I write in here. Are you serious? I wonder if he will have an effect on the content, like some sort of censorship. Is that what it really said? Yeah. Wow. Oh my god, this is crazy. Oh my god. 
That's the stuff to show your kids, man. Uh, sort of. But you're afraid. Older. When they're older. When they're I older. I don't understand why you're reacting with fear. I think it's... Um, it's not fear. It's more like bewilderment. I mean, I know people go through phases and cycles and... Uh, and the core is the same, you know, that's the same, but it's just when you see the things that you wrote that you can't remember writing, I think it's also a thing like there are certain stages in life that are traumatic and the things that you write, the things that you say, you know, like an album are a reflection of that trauma. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like, because you forget, you forget it, what that was, until you see something that jogs your memory, and then it just fucks you up, which is what I'm having right now, I'm just... Well, you have a lot of stuff going on, and you had, 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 and have, but it's not a bad thing, I think that's... Part of the reason we were drawn to each other is just this like yeah like deep well of shit misery. and a lot of it is darkness a lot of it was misery especially at that age especially when we first met let alone even when we moved in together in our early 20s but yeah that's scary i'm i, I ugh, it just it freaks me out Why? Cause it's not who I am. It's not who I am. I think this is kind of another reason why we're fascinated by this topic because we've had this situation. So I just want to see if you had the situation where like you're close to somebody. It's an important, important friendship, probably in your early years, twenties, whatever, university, whatever. You form a bond. And then somewhere along the way, you see that they kind of like stop growing or stop reaching their potential. And maybe they start becoming a shell of themselves or a person who you wish they weren't. It's like you wish they would sort of continue um, growing, but they don't. And then you're almost disappointed in your friend. Like, have you ever had that experience? Charlie, huh? I only have I, mean, <laughs> I only have perfect people. No, but I no actually <laughs> all of my um, friends are perfect. No, but actually I have oh. to go through the people. No, like everyone I'm currently or long term friends with, I wouldn't consider any of them like that. They all they all of them. It, like if friendships are not easy, they are not friendships. Or like they. Thank feel, you. Yeah, so that's beautifully put. Yeah. They, or like yeah, be friends are the people who want you to be the best version of yourself. You want them to be the best version of yourself. Thank yeah, you. exactly. Yeah. And you can. Yeah. And they ask nothing at the same time. Exactly. Like when you're with them, they ask nothing of you. So. Yeah. If this doesn't work, like these criteria is not met, then and it's and over. There's yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So you're saying you should always be friends with people you look up to or not people who are... No. Now that's fucking harsh. No, that's true though. No, but no, no, but that's not what I'm saying. Or as you said, they have to give you something in 
return for you giving them something so you pull each other up and I, I mean a lot of people have that philosophy to have, surround yourself by people who are yeah. really good at something or no no but was that, no but well, I think the terms like good and best are used like wrongly here right. I don't mean like overachieving accomplished whatever people but I mean in that sense I mean like an unhierarchical friendship that's maybe what I mean so like yeah, I don't want to look up at friends, but also certainly not down. Right. So there needs to be some kind of balance, balance it's, it's and fine. agreement of, and it's not about like helping. Like how many situations are there where your friends are really helpful, except for like moving or like it's not they are not your yeah, therapist. Yeah. They yeah. don't have to be. So but there has to be some balance, and you can call it giving and taking, but actually it doesn't need to be like that. But I think for friends, you yeah you have to be on the same like eye to eye. If not, the friendship is a bit weird, or there's something, someone is suffering in the friendship, I think. Exactly. Yeah. How has um, your friendships helped you evolve? Oh, they're everything. They're your source and they're your, your mirror. Um, sometimes you're just you're going through a lot of inner things and then you can come up for air like I am right now with you guys. And you're asking me these awesome questions and getting me to think about the stuff that I was going on inside of me that I that I haven't even discussed with myself yet. Oh my god. That's <laughs> yeah. a privilege, man. That's a that's a privilege. Wow. So, so there, there's what friends do. I'll put it like this. If I have a friend, we are friends, and I support Black Lives Matter. If that friend does not understand why I support Black Lives Matter, if they don't take it upon themselves to understand, the systematic injustice and brutality that black people are under every day, uh, and, and if they don't want to understand why this thing exists, that affects me on a personal, ethical scale. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a very important thing. And if you can't adjust your mindset or your, or your perception of things to understand that, it, it, it makes me think very low of you. It, it just does. Um, it's not like uh, I'm a I'm a painter or, or I'm an artist and you don't support my vision. That's that's fine. But there are some things, there are some themes in life that are are far more important than just my individual uh, attachment. Like it's 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 deeper. Like it's a societal, global thing. Yeah. And for someone to not have any interest or to think that it not or that, that it doesn't affect them, I don't I don't really have a lot of respect for you or the friendship anymore because it's it's kind of insulting. And yeah. that's just a random example. Of course, I mean you could say friendship is like a personalized or deeper version of like loyalty and uh, solidarity, or it gives that a name, so it's not to a cause but to a person. Mm -hmm. So of course, yeah, I see that if someone, yeah, if you are affected by something political economically whatever right social and person. someone who is your friend i mean i think you can be friends with people who vote for different parties absolutely but if the person doesn't make the effort i understand it feels like a betrayal probably so yeah, yeah and yeah. as yeah in friendship for me that means friendship is loyalty and solidarity so if right. there's a problem with that then yeah i see that can be a problem. It would be yeah. like you trying to explain the patriarchy. You do lots of work with women. It'd be like you trying to explain the situation or a facet of the situation to a friend in Germany, to a male friend in Germany, and them, and them just being like, I don't, I don't really see the, 
the problem. Or, or not even them telling you that, but they're telling you, like, you know, you're making, it can't be that bad, or you're making it up, or, like, trying to demean your truth. Yeah, you know? right. and of course, if that would happen at several meetings, I would probably defriend them, because it yeah. would be exhausting to explain that several times. It's not my job to educate other people. So, yeah, of yeah. course. Exactly. That's also something, of course, yeah, you expect of friends, like, that they are with you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. That's it. Fuck. You were just looking for someone to affirm No. No, there are many intelligent people that would affirm that. No, belief. of course. No, that's Charlie, are, are you with us? Are you there? I don't know. Charlie's like, no. What do you think? Yeah. I mean... That's interesting. It's good if you're on the same page... Uh, Be honest. It's philosophically. Okay. Yeah. Like human rights and stuff like that. You can't be friends with a racist, obviously. Yeah. Right. But I think it's good if you also have friends who have different opinions. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I mean. But if they like refuse to try to get your point in, in something that is really important and affects your life. Mm. One of my best friends mm, no, no, no. is Jewish, Israeli, and he is... There are some topics I know I can't talk about. Oh, of about. course, of course, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Am I gonna defend him? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, but no, it's okay. You can be friends with him because you are not Palestinian and, or you are not affected by it. Like if you would be an aid worker in Gaza, mm. or if you would mm. work in the regional office in Cairo. And you would be in charge of that reason, region, and you would often travel there mm -hmm. and deal with the settlers and all of it. I think that might put a strain on your friendship. But you are not. You are not in that position. It doesn't come up, so it's fine. It's, it doesn't affect your life. Mm -hmm. But if it affects your life, like Black Lives Matter, it's like if you are people of color, yeah, of you, can't, you can't. You can't be like oh, talk about it. Like the topic, no matter what. Comes up or you can't be like, I try not to be black today, so then we mm -hmm. cannot talk about it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. that is another issue. So I think if it's like something more abstract, it's fine. And I guess it's, it's like good. But for me also, like if someone is like really sexist or doesn't see my side, that yeah, is I mean, of course, a deal like breaker. Sexism, racism, totally yeah. agree. Yeah. But I think some people for some reason might have some beliefs yeah. that were brought down from them from yeah, of their course, yeah. ancestors oh I don't know religious mm -hmm. stuff yeah, yeah you know and mm -hmm. to a certain degree mm -hmm. you also have to be diplomatic flexible yeah. you can't surround with yourself with people who think exactly like yourself because otherwise you can just follow a couple of bunch of people on Twitter and reaffirm your own thing and you're not evolving as a person yeah I it's true. agree I absolutely agree but the people that I surround myself with who do think like me yeah. are not unaware of the other side. Yeah. They're not unaware of the other side. They're, we're very aware of the other side, which is why we're on the side we're on. I think what it is is like there are certain universal truths that I think a lot of people come to realize. And if mm. you don't come to realize those truths, there's a problem. Like certain things like... Uh, if you're uh, against equality, if you're um, supporting something vigorously that oppresses people, if mm -hmm. you're um, 
blind to injustice, like certain things like that, absolutely no way can I be friends with you because your, your humanity is suffering. And if your humanity isn't there, how am I going to connect to you as a human being? You know, so Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but you know people like that, and you still connect to them, connect to them because of the past, not because of their present state of being. That's not necessarily true. Hmm? That's not necessarily true. I know people like that, and I have certain friends who are blind um, to yeah. those issues that affect us on a daily basis every day in that fucking country. And they're just completely oblivious. Yeah, it but I have. No, no. I also see their. I also see them. I see their limited worldview, and I see them grappling with new ideas. So I don't see it as a lost cause. Mm. Yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah, and I change. see that You're people. Right. And You're I see right. that just because in my particular path, I've had um, certain privileges and luxuries mm -hmm. and um, fortune that I, I learned about things. I traveled a lot. I met certain people. My worldview was able to expand in a quicker way than somebody, say, like one of my, like a couple of my friends who never left where they were from and have a very limited worldview. I see the difference in that. So yeah. I don't forsake them for that. Mm -hmm. But I also know that if they don't start opening their eyes, those friendships aren't going to last. Mm -hmm. I re I've reconciled mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I rely on my, on my intellect a lot yeah. when dealing with, with emotions. And these days, I'm learning yeah. that, that they're, they're, they're the tool of letting go is better than any kind of intellectual acrobatic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, so true. And Erica, also Erica Badu said evolution is elimination. You know, you're eliminating all the shit you yeah. don't need. How have you... There are so many people who, as they get older, when they're in their 20s, when they're aging and, and life gets really hard or the pressure sort of builds, a lot of people's reaction is to sort of um, start kind of like building like the perfect picturesque life that kind of keeps oh themselves okay. hidden. We know so many of these people. And again, not to not to like pass so many judgments on them, but it's just a lot of people are afraid of um, their own truth. So in that fear, they start building, uh, you know, the life that society wants them to have. So how, like, what well, in you makes you resistant to those things? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole lifestyle, I'm like, in, that, in the spectrum of that, I'm like, you know, <laughs> like not... Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm awkward to that whole thing. I don't get it. <laughs> I, it it's over my head. I'm just like, I, um, I don't... I don't even and even when I, I should say to go a step further, even when I observe it, I don't understand it when I'm observing it in somebody else that's chasing after creating that artificial life because it's like it's not sparing them any of the pain that they're attempting to avoid. It's, right. It's, it's barely suppressing <laughs> it. It's suppressing it exactly. It's, it's barely suppressing it for the moment. Yeah. It's barely. It. I don't. And 
it, I don't even know if it's working for them or not. I'm like trying to look for the clues and I don't, I don't see, I can't see. I, I, a lot of times I can't even penetrate the mind of somebody that's in that, yeah. that, lives, that lives through that. I don't, uh, it does not compute. <laughs> <laughs> see a lot of pain in your old self oh come on so do i that's what it is it's fucking pain and i think as we get older the sad thing is as we get older we get better at burying the pain and putting all kinds of other stuff on top of it so that it's not fully there uh, but it's still terrible. always that's there so unhealthy. yeah of course come on of course it's unhealthy, but that's what I a lot of people we don't do. do that. I know, but I'm just saying in in your twenties, that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. Because into their thirties. Into their thirties and then shit explodes when in their forties. You know what I mean? But it's like seeing that pain in yourself is good because that needs to come out. <sighs> yeah. I don't uh, if I look at a picture and I'm passing it by in the hallway, I just think, oh, that was a nice time. And when I really stop and think and stare yeah, at it. And put yourself back in the. I can't there. do it for very long. Why? I don't do it for. Because well, a lot of it just seems really far away. A lot of it is just um, weird to think about. A lot of it. Um, a lot of it is just struggle. That was a lot of struggling. Yeah. You know, all those jobs I hate. Yeah. All those hours you put into something you despise doing. But then at the same time, there are good people that we met. But then those people, not all those people are around today. Yeah. So I think my mind automatically goes to the drudgery and the struggle when just walking around in this like cloud of... Um, anger but yeah. with the anger there was also a lot of ignorance about just you know the way shit worked um yeah i don't know it's a lot of weird shit that i haven't thought about yeah because i see it like <laughs> for my own life just because i had such a um I had a childhood that was full of a lot of negativity yeah. and a lot of, um, you know, just a lot of heaviness, a lot of weight on my own shoulders, right? So it's like just a lot of burdens and a lot of shit that I had to go through. But so in my teens and into my 20s, it was a lot of looking at the darkness so it was like looking at the negativity, carrying the darkness, holding on to it, and trying to grow from that. So it was almost like... You were saying that you were making a conscious effort as you were younger to continue to grow. Yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> I think I difference. knew that knew. getting through... I knew that the only way to get to a more 
fulfilling and true and happy life was to get through the darkness. But the only way to get through it was to actually go through it, like face it full on and embrace it and be there in it. And I see, when I see the stuff that sounds depressing or when I read things that sound like, damn, what the hell, what was all this misery? I see it as me kind of having this understanding that through the darkness, there's this other thing at the end and it's like this transformation. And now when I look back, I'm grateful that sure. I had sort of the um, depth and the emotional courage yeah. to explore those things because those things are scary. Mm -hmm. And I see that in you. Tot totally. I see that in see, you, now, but maybe you're, is, this... you weren't so conscious of it. No, Maybe it was like consuming now... you, but it wasn't. Yeah, because I did not, I don't, I didn't have, I don't, I didn't have, I don't have that kind of intelligence. My. It's weird because it's I. It's not natural for me. It's natural it's for you. It's weird because I you felt like I did? you did. <laughs> yeah, you fooled me. I, I fooled you. Because no, I didn't I just, have to wear it. But you did. But you did. You just didn't know you did. That because doesn't make even, any sense. Yes, it does. Because even reading this freaking little poem that you mm. wrote or whatever, this letter to God that you wrote, <laughs> you're saying things that are beyond you. Uh, and, you're, and you're yearning for things that are... Uh, you're putting to words the things that we're all yearning for in a very clear way. So you did, but it was like, maybe it was just erratic moments where you felt like some some light possessed you and came out, but then you didn't fully grasp it or something. But I would see this in your writing and in your poetry all the time. And it's like, yeah. it's total awareness and That's total... Just, that is just like a child actor. Oh, so you're just pretending, huh? No, I... <laughs> so you did fool me, huh? <laughs> no, I was going to say, if... Do you know how when certain adult actors are in interviews and they'll say, God damn, that, that uh, so-and-so actor, I couldn't take my eyes off the kid. kid. The kid was amazing. How do you do this stuff? And then the and then and then they ask the kid actor and the kid's like oh yeah and they and, and they really don't know it's just yeah like, it's being possessed do, by something do it. though but it's also something bigger than that. Um, this was two thousand seven. Uh. I've been thinking a lot about image and identity. Does anyone truly have some firm, stable, internal identity? Or are we all just putting on some image that we alter every now and again? Some image that we think we want to be... Okay, I'm getting bored of this. So many people have talked about this before. But truly though, who am I? Am I a composite of memories and past dreams? Am I defined by who I want to become? I really feel like internally I have a firm set awareness of my existence, but I find that it is so hard, if not impossible, for me to translate that to others. I can't even capture all of those beautiful moments my love and I are sharing. I can't notice the changes that have taken place between us. I feel the growth, but I want to see the sunlight and the water that caused it. I don't know what to do to be more aware of what's going on. 
I need goggles for something this dangerous. Interesting. Forces and Lovers is hosted, produced, and edited by Erica and Jonathan Duella, with music by Julian Borrego. We're a new podcast. Help us out by reviewing us on iTunes and telling your friends about our show. Your support is everything. Visit us at forcesandlovers.org and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud.